critics included Monroe's ex-husband, Arthur Miller. My argument with so much psychoanalysis is the preconception that suffering is a mistake, or a sign of weakness, or a sign even of illness, when in fact, possibly the greatest truths we know have come out of people's suffering. That the problem is not to undo suffering or to wipe it off the face of the earth, but to make it inform our lives instead of trying to cure ourselves of it constantly and avoid it and avoid anything but that lobotomized sense of what they call happiness. There's too much of an attempt, it seems to me, to think in terms of controlling man rather than freeing him, of, of uh, defining him rather than, uh, than, than uh, letting him go. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's part of the whole ideology of this age, which is power mad. Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 81. That wasn't a song. What was What was I just playing? It's some old guy. What does he say? It doesn't matter what he's saying. Old people are dumb. Hopefully I'll get to that later. I don't actually believe that they're dumb. But uh, there was a thing I wanted to get to last week about how retirement homes are evil. Not last week, uh on Tuesday, but I didn't get to it. Maybe I'll get to it today. Uh, I uh, I basically just put this podcast together right now. Like, not that much preparation. I mean, I save articles and, and tweets and stuff here and there, but uh, I had to kind of sit down for the last hour and think about what I wanted to do here because uh, I had fragments of of ideas, and, and I was looking back at some tweets I posted uh, a week ago, and and um, yeah, so what you just heard, that clip was from uh, an Adam Curtis documentary from 2005, which I've been re-watching, because uh, if you don't know who he is, he's this British journalist who, he BBC gives him access to their archives of, of footage, and then he puts together these documentaries, and this documentary is called The Century of the Self. It's It's about Edward Bernays and his uncle, Sigmund Freud, who basically ruined America, <laughs> but both in, in very different ways. Sigmund Freud hated America. He never, he had the chance to move here because he was kind of broken. He had cancer and, and his, his nephew was becoming really, really rich for inventing PR in the United States. And, his, and, and then his, his nephew, Edward Bernays, was uh, started to he he published his uncle's works and and, uh, and his uncle started to make money from that and um, yeah but he he didn't he refused to move here he, he his last days he lived I think up in the Swiss Alps but he refused to move here because he hated it so much so I get it I mean that's respectable but. They both had such a major impact in the 20th century here. I don't think that they realized how big of an impact they would have. But that little clip I was playing in the beginning was about psychoanalysis, and which basically Sigmund Freud po- uh, made popular. And it, it, we really didn't... So <laughs> I'm kind of going all over the place, but we really didn't... This, this notion that... that someone would ask you seriously how are you doing or how are you or are you happy that that wasn't a thing that never exist this is a pretty new invention it it didn't matter matter whether you were happy especially as a man it just didn't matter what mattered was were you able to provide for your family and that's it your life was a sacrifice even even children like you just didn't have really you didn't have a childhood and slowly but surely, because we've be- become more civilized, we've kind of stamped out the thing that, you know, grit. We've stamped out grit and uh, actual hard work and sacrifice. And, um, I, you know, I, I keep going back to this. I, I keep going back, for me, internally, I keep going back to, are we better off as a species the safer we've gotten? The, the the less war has been in our culture like like the fact that we can we can really um pay attention to what's happening around the world because of social media and because of you know technology we have at our fingertips and and you know the inf- the, the 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 fact that information travels so quickly 
and we can kind of stay on top of these things and and like Twitter prevented war basically or even Tucker Carlson maybe prevented war with Iran because Trump watches Tucker and probably respects him and he cares and he cares about what people say and and now everyone pretty much has a voice and all that's good I'm not saying war is good but we've really been neutered individually neutered and um it's this self-loathing and 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 how we're so self-centered and everything and and so self-important and narcissistic i mean social media was gonna happen it's not like it's not like a fluke it was bound to happen taking pictures of your food pretty much became popular because of Instagram, but all of that was going to happen. That was where we were heading regardless. Like, if I go back in time 10 years, 11 years, and uh, prevent Instagram from happening, if I go back in time and kill the guy who created Instagram, it was going to happen regardless. We were there. We were already there. But, you know, I I mean, so... (laughs) That clip I played basically was saying that this uh, psychoanalysis and, and the obsession of the self is um, is basically a cancer. Like, we're not supposed to think about ourselves nonstop. We're not supposed to really care about how we feel. We're, we're, we get gratitude from sacrifice. I mean, look at the greatest people in history. I'm not going to list off the greatest people in history. Just just go look back. Did they sacrifice themselves or did they sacrifice something to become great? What makes someone great now? Um not not very much. Look at look at celebrities. They're they're not really that impressive. I mean, even great great artists. Um had to I wouldn't I don't know about sacrifice but they had to be good <laughs> and now you don't because nothing matters I'm kind of going all over the place um let me go back for a second so after because I'm I get obsessed with these things and um I kind of have to write out my thoughts and I guess the best place for me to do it is Twitter so halfway through watching the century of the self I tweeted, we're under the impression we still have a semi-cohesive country slash culture that can be saved. We feel the most uh, we feel the most damaging erosion began in the universities, the immigration policy or the free love movement in the 1960s. It didn't. We can kind of trace our steps back a little bit further than that. PR is a new invention. It's 100 years old. Um, Edward Bernays created it basically in the 1920s. He, so he is Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he, I'll give you examples. Women smoking. That was a, that was a feminist movement, but the feminist movement started by men, and he popularized women smoking. There was, um, I think it was a parade or something, and um, since he was the only PR guy in the game because he invented it, the, the tobacco companies came to him and they're like hey half of the population isn't smoking how do we get how do we get women to smoke because it was considered um man i I, i'm completely blanking but it was it was considered unladylike for women to smoke and it 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 was it was definitely frowned upon you got to look it up and go a little bit deeper if you want to know more about that specifically but um, so he's like, I have an idea. We'll, uh, we'll get a bunch of women locking arms and smoking cigarettes and, and we'll call it freedom torches. Like, the, like Lady Liber- Liberty, like the Statue of Liberty. And we will, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have the, the media. Media has always been fake news. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because if you look at things a little bit deeper again, um, it's always been a tool, and he figured it out 
a lot sooner than 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 most. But um, so he he alerted the media that he heard that the suffragettes, the women, the 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 feminist movement, that they would be doing this, that they would be. It's almost like protesting that they would be protesting by smoking cigarettes, and it was front page on the New York Times the next day, and it uh, it really caught on fire people women really started seeing it as as um empowering kind of like how the fat women today are like i'm empowered by being fat and you have to think i'm good looking um or else or else you're do you guys hear that the gardeners it's ruining everything whatever so he started the pr movement another example was um was the diamond ring the engagement ring they um they wanted their sales to go up and the 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 beers i think it was and uh he had the idea to make the the engagement ring a thing i mean he and then bacon was another one for breakfast uh breakfast food and uh man it's crazy how how quickly i'll just forget most of i mean read a book watch a documentary you're going to maybe grasp you're maybe going to re- re- retain 5% of it that's why I'm actually rewatching this documentary. So, so before all that, people would buy out of need. So before PR and before Edward Bernays kind of figured this all out, and he based it off of the works of his his um his uncle. This this self reflection and 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 i mean this is this is what therapists do this is why it's complete bullshit it, it, i look at therapists as as uh the people who write the horoscopes you can you can get you can go buy um 10 different newspapers from around the country and the horoscope will all be different it's cuz it's all bullshit and people people typically women like that kind of stuff cuz it's kind of a form of mysticism and it's 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 like um but but everyone knows it's bullshit but you know I I mean maybe some people don't but but it's basically that so with with therapy and with all these people um you can go to 10 different people tell them the same exact thing and they're all going to have a different opinion about yourself and how you should conduct yourself and how you should change your life the only person that will really know this deep down is you and we have become so lazy you know we don't make our own food anymore we 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 rely on other people to work us out to have trainers and all that i mean if you have the money and uh again we 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 have taken everything out of our hands our own hands to the point where if we have bad feelings we have to immediately go to a professional and people are like oh my god are you seeking help what the hell are friends are for what are what is family for what are you for for yourself if you can't help yourself? Yes, yes, some people have chemical imbalances and, and some people are crazy, but I hate when people use the very small percentage of people to make their point, which is usually wrong. And even those people um, maybe aren't crazy and maybe don't even need help and maybe don't have chemical imbalances. Maybe modern society isn't suited for humans maybe the agricultural revolution was a huge mistake and we should have just stayed as hunter-gatherers and stayed as tribal and primal and uh you know continue to go to war with each other over little resources and um and conquer other tribes and take their women and children and i think i think we would have been better off with that maybe Maybe all this technology and all this information, which we're really using for porn and memes, isn't the best thing for us. Maybe the, there's a guy in my gym. He's 40 years old, and he is um, he's a beast. The guy is ripped. I actually make fun of him all the time because he's also a little bit crazy. I mean, he's the first to tell you he's crazy. I'm not talking shit. And just to fuck with him, I'll tell him, I'll be like, hey, Jack, you're uh, you're losing some muscle mass there, huh? You're getting a little skinny, and they, this dude is ripped. He uh, and he he moved out here like 20 years ago to try to be an actor, and he's he's been in like things here and there, but he's struggling. He always talks about he's trying to look for a new apartment and new roommates, and he's 40 years old, 
and um, and uh, maybe modern society failed him. Maybe he should have just bought a piece of land and got some cattle and tended the the, the <laughs> tended the fields. If that, is that I can how am I right? Is that right? The English was that English right? And um, I keep on telling him, I'm like, dude, you should just stop. Like, it's miserable. What you're trying to do is just god awful, and he's the first to admit it. It's it's kind of like he's gone this far. He's he feels like he should just basically devote his whole life to this, and it's wrong. And I and I feel like he's a microcosm of us, and especially in first world countries, we've gotten too soft. And um. Which actually brings me to another thing I actually tweeted today. I'll go back to, I'll finish this other one in a second. Today I tweeted, can someone explain to me why the, and I, by the way, I'm asking this question with already knowing the answer, or already knowing some of the answer. I said, can someone explain to me why the greatest warrior groups in history are now cucked beyond belief? Vikings, Scandinavians, samurai ninjas, kamikaze, the Japanese, and Spartans, the Greeks. And it can, the list goes on and on. I was just giving those three little examples. And someone wrote, Someone, uh, two people wrote back, I mean, more than two people wrote back, but I like these two answers. One of them said, all of that is male character traits, and as world becomes more feminine, they vanish from existence. Being said, <laughs> That being said, there isn't one simple explanation for that. So many factors play its role. Another person said, natural selection, industrial slash information economy favors feminine traits. So these people know. In modern society, feminist Feminine traits are reign supreme. Look at how schools are structured. Boys cannot be rambunctious. You're graded on behavior. Boom. Boys are definitely are right. Right then and there, are um, are gonna fail that because females can can sit still and can pay attention, and 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 the way schools are structured are more conducive for females, not males. Men, boys especially, I mean, I think all kids in general shouldn't, school should just be abolished. I think most children should just kind of, they should just be let free. They should be able to go outside and run around. And, and maybe maybe we buy like an acre, maybe each city buys like, or each county buys an acre of land, put some trees there and stuff, and then um, they maybe can fence that whole thing off and then, let the kids run around and, and, and parents are like, come back, come back at supper time. Kids are now, helicopter parenting has gotten worse. They have trackers. They have cell phones. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 16, and maybe that was even too early. And, um, but kids are heavily monitored. And, um, and, then, and then when they're not in the clutches of the school system, parents have them on iPads and social media and uh, they're plugged into that, there's no more communication or anything. Whereas before, I think kids were kind of just let free. They should just be let free and return for dinner, and then at dinner you talk about your day, and you have dinner with your family, and that's it. And eventually kids will become, you know, because kids are curious, they're, uh, they're, they, they'll, uh, they'll basically figure out what they want to do. And uh, also, look, it's... it's uh, Nature, not nurture. You're born smart or you're born dumb or you're born in the middle. That's it. You you can't you can't your your IQ can't uh can't grow because of this schooling. If anything, it hurts kids. And this whole notion of kids need to uh, learn social skills. Oh, like learn how to be a piece of shit. Kids in daycare, uh, they figure out that they have to be loud and obnoxious to get the attention of the teacher. They're going to learn that, and they're going to take that into their formidable years and then into adulthood. So I think I think um, this uh, – by the you guys should watch this documentary. It's on YouTube. It's free, The Century of the Self. It's four hours, but just break it up into four, into four different one-hour lots. Let me continue with this. So um, I said what most pe- what most don't realize is we lost it in the early 20th century to, uh, to the likes of critical theorists or the rise of celebrated manipulators like Sigmund Freud and Edward Bernays. Um, like the first of all, and I've mentioned this before, the critical theorists who started to come over here in the 30s 
to escape Nazi Germany, uh, they embedded themselves into the universities, and their whole thing was to um, break down traditional tra traditionalism. Basically, critique, for instance, marriage until in to the point of meaninglessness, like until it has no meaning left in it, and then people are like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, we don't need that." But actually, let me go back a second. I I uh, I can't remember if I finished my thought or not because I'm all over the place. But basically, um, people used to buy what they needed before Edward Bernays. You just bought what you needed. You had one suit and then one set of clothes, and that's it. You didn't buy. Um, you d you didn't buy frivolous things. I mean, the department store wasn't even a thing yet. Fashion wasn't really a thing yet. And, um, wow, oh, wow. Another example I just remembered was, so Betty Crocker was trying to figure out how to sell their cake mix. They didn't know how to sell their cake mix. And at the time, wives prided themselves on, you know, baking and, and, and having skill in the kitchen and all that. So, pre pre uh the cake mixes the the Betty Crocker cake mixes they they weren't selling they invented this and it wasn't selling and um because it wasn't really a thing yet like tv dinners weren't a thing either and uh they Betty Crocker went to Edward Bernays and they're like we don't know why this isn't selling and then they did focus groups focus groups were invented by Edward Bernays um and what they found out from focus group uh, focus grouping housewives was that the housewife felt like they felt guilty cheating to them it was cheating to do the whole cake mix thing and then they uh they figured out that if if they put on the package and they they took out a step i mean they they actually uh, sorry they added a step which was an egg so you had the cake mix, and then the one step that they added was you need to add an egg. So then it it, it gave – it kind of brainwashed them into thinking like, oh, this is my touch. This is this is me providing. Like this couldn't have been done without me cracking the egg and um, into the cake mix. So then it started to fly off the shelves because they did, then the housewife didn't feel so guilty – that they didn't have to really do any of the work. So now they added a step where, oh, I have to do one little thing, and then it started to fly off the shelves. So um, I consider all of this the beginning of the end of our country. You take away the grit. You take away the meaning that everyone has, the roles that everyone has in the country. I mean, let's even put it, let's even go into the family unit. The role of the father to provide and work his ass off and the role of the the female the mother to um make a home and provide food and dinner and prepare all that and raise the kids but if you look at if you look at all these politicians they look at these as positives like take the woman out of the house make her go into the workforce which is actually you're not really benefiting anyone the 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 family structure is kind of shattered after that when there's when 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 the man man and woman is it's interchangeable like no one's no one's um roles matter and um and uh yeah so you put the woman into the into the workforce and 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 there's no more family dinner everything's pre pre-cooked there's no more there's no more communication between the family there's no more actual nurturing anymore because all that doesn't matter like it's not important what what politicians are pushing is it's not important not only do we want free schooling, which is a a mess, again, shouldn't exist. I don't think the school system, none of that should exist. But they want to now do free pre-K. So they want to take even the, the little, little work that now the, 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 the housewife has, which is, which is to raise a kid in the first couple of years. No, they want to take that away and they want to put kids for free. And that's, again, whenever they say something's free, it's not free. They want to put them into... Um, into government pre-K. They really, 
they really want to take away meaning from everything. And, and, and not only that, but they're so smart that they spin it as a positive. So the last thing I'm going to, the last, uh, in, the, in this thread of tweets I wrote, um, our country has been lost longer than we recognize. Maybe the only method of saving it is welcoming, welcoming total cultural and political collapse, which I think we're beyond that. We just haven't noticed yet. And then I said, maybe that's the ultimate black pill. My gut is telling me uh, that's the only way, but my heart still wants a proper fight. Because we're all, if if you pay attention and you care, and if, especially if you're a man, you're going to want to fight. You're going to want to fight to the death. That's how we're programmed. And right now it's uh, it's less about physical violence, but more about um, philosophical uh, debate and all that. But that that's why I keep going back to war. Like we almost went to war with Iran, but but that that look, it's a good thing it didn't happen. But but maybe we need like an alien invasion, something to bring us all together and fight a worldwide, like fight one evil, kind of like the Nazis. The Nazis were an alien invasion, basically, and um, that brought pretty much all of us together, and we defeated them. We haven't had a good bad guy since the Nazis. Think about all the movies and all the video games; they keep going back to the Nazis. <laughs> because they were the best bad guys. And um yeah, so hopefully hopefully all of that 25 minute rant made sense. But it it actually goes right into the next thing I wanted to talk about which was um which a company like Goop. Goop is the company Gwyneth Paltrow started. And um it's bullshit. Like most companies, it's all bullshit. Everything that you buy is bullshit minus beef liver and weights to lift <laughs> it's most how about this every time you buy something just think do i really need this is this really gonna help my life like i always made i always joked around that the cold pressed juices which were pretty popular which aren't popular anymore because it's all snake oil it's all bullshit none of it does anything i used to joke whenever i because I, I used to i used to, i would drink them like once in a while, because that's sometimes the only thing some places had, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll spend nine dollars on a juice," because that's that's the <laughs> that's part of the cultural collapse. And I I'll drink it, and I'll and I'll joke, and I'll be like, "Ah, this this um this is gonna save my life. This is gonna fix all my problems. All my problems are gone. I just drink a nine dollar juice, or maybe just the fact that I can afford a nine dollar juice means that maybe not everything is such a so bad." But all these companies are pure bullshit. So Goop, um, they I guess they they have a show coming out on Netflix, and the preview just came out, and it has two and a half million views. I think a lot of people probably hate will 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 hate watch this. I think most people most people in their gut it's telling them that this is pure bullshit. This all you can trace it back all the way back to Edward Bernays, and it, everything that you think you're you're um everything you think you like so so with regards to brands people have brand loyalty and a lot of people have brand loyalty especially when you're young let me let me let me think about this for a second cuz i've said this before i said that when you're young you're more susceptible to believing in brands because you haven't cultivated your personality yet. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think that this is how people are in general. I don't I think that it starts when you're in your teens and it doesn't go away for most people. Most people aren't in my opinion smart. And most people aren't really impressive. Most people don't think about everything that they do. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but everything I do it's not like I do everything with purpose, whatever. Uh, everything I do or everything I'm about to buy, I uh, I think about. I'll give you an example. I've been, I was a little sick earlier this week. It was like my sinuses and my ear, inner ear stuff. And um, I was getting vertigo and everything. But um, so I was making these juices myself. I don't want to go buy something. And, and lemons and limes are super cheap, and it has the most vitamin... I mean, it has a ton of vitamin C. It's perfect. So I was buying lemon and lime. This is yes. I was buying lemon, lemons and limes yesterday. 
So there was a bag of six lemons and a bag of six limes, or you could buy them individually. And I saw the prices of them individually, and then I, uh, and then I, I did the math on my phone. I, I took out my calculator. I'm like, if I buy six individual lemons or I buy them in the thing, which is more expensive? And I saw that, oh, if I actually buy them in the bag, it's like 30 cents cheaper. Now you can say, well, that's because you're a Jew and you're obsessed with pinching the pennies. But but it, no, it's not because of that. It's because I'm obsessed. I, I don't like to be taken advantage of and I'm obsessed to I, – I, I'm very skeptical of of um, of co- brands and companies. Like like uh, on, in CVS, they give you coupons. And it's like, wait, it, are they screwing me over with these coupons? Like I don't trust anything. So I, I just think that it starts when you're a teen, but but you really don't um it doesn't for most people it just doesn't go away. Most people don't think about these things. Because I guess most people don't have the time to and whatever. I'm not faulting them for that, but but you're everyone's take being taken advantage of. The question is, are you being taken advantage of more than the person next to you? I've been taken advantage of. Every day I probably get taken advantage of, but I, I at least I try to question everything and question all my all my purchases and everything like that. But companies like Goop, they stem from the the PR movement that that Edward Bernays started. That you can only have a a, a, a um your personality can only come from what you consume. I mean, that's why you can drive on Fairfax in Los Angeles on any given day and see people wait outside Supreme or wait uh, or see people wait outside of Rip and Dip or any of these or, or, or the, the company that that Tyler, the creator has all of those skate brands that are overpriced. And I get it. Some people are actually waiting in line to buy it so then they can resell it on eBay for a marked up price. Those people are smart. Those are the people that are standing next to you that aren't being taken advantage of as much as you are. Um, but it's, it's not, it doesn't only exist in Los Angeles. This is just how we have all been programmed. People derive their self-worth and their personalities from brands. This is why Goop can exist. So, uh, I was watching this trailer, not really in disbelief. This doesn't surprise me. And, um, I wrote companies like Goop are the incarnation of secularism. So basically secularism, it's a society let me read the definition for you because that's always going to be better than how I ex- can explain it. Uh, the principle of separation of the state from religious institutions. So I'm not necessarily a religious person or really believe in any specific religion. Uh, but I, I, the older I've gotten, the more I've seen the value in religion. I think religion is extremely important because the uh, the, the alternative is is brands becoming your religion or even governments becoming your religion. We're very. This is how we are. This is why. This is how. Um. This, you know. We're tribal. Now, the reason why I think religions are the best form of it is because it's. It's. I actually think it's it's the least predatory for, form of any of these things. Um, like religion transcends politics. You can have Catholics who are both liberals and conservatives, but above all, above the government, above all is their God, and I think that. That is, in my opinion, more beneficial than relying on governments. And then you can break it down, relying on cults or relying on brands or the brand, the the brand, the the cult of brand loyalty, brand loyalty, and um, all of these things stem basically because we have always been tribal, and we can, and and we have always told each other stories and legends and all that, but um. The the let me go on with this tweet and then I'll go on with my point. Uh, so then I go on to say when people aren't unified under one nation or religion, you start to see extreme fragmentation. Thus, people believing in cheap imitations of what was once universally true. I mean, that to me makes a lot of sense. I, maybe it doesn't to you. Um, so the extreme fragmentation is offshoots of things that are kind of like religions. Like goop, and you'll—I'll play the trailer for you. It's a minute long. Their goal in goop is to find pleasure in every, like the extreme forms of pleasure, 
So they'll talk about orgasms and how to get the best orgasm all the time ever. And uh, how to feel the best ever. And, and it's always about feeling amazing and the best and getting the best. And, and um, this is not what we used to be fixated on. We used to be fixated on survival and raising competent people and, and, and being philosophically fulfilled and curious. And all of that has been replaced by cheap imitations. All of that. Um, we're, not, we're not encouraged to think in general. Let me play the trailer for you. It's great. It's so crazy. One second. All right. Uh, everyone gets off. <sighs> are you doing with you, girl? <laughs> what we try to do with you is explore ideas that may seem out there or too scary. Are you guys ready to go out in the field and make a ruckus? Just another day at the office. <laughs> Energy healing. I had an exorcism. Oh, wow. I went Psychedelics. Years of therapy in about five hours. Well, I'm actually I'm actually not against psychedelics, and then the next thing is cold therapy, which those are both good things. But um, I mean, you don't you don't need to watch Goop for these things. Read a book. I mean, for cold therapy, read read a there's the good book, um, What Doesn't Kill Us, by Scott Carney. Read that. I started to feel like a panic attack coming on. She knew something that my husband didn't even know. Psychics, orgasms. Naked in a room with a bunch of women? I don't know if I have the guts. You've never seen yourself. No. Why not? This is dangerous. It's unregulated. Should I be scared? We're here one time, one life. How can we really milk the shit out of this? That's what it's all about. It's milking the shit out of all of this. By meaning, like, let me get all the money from you as possible and sell you all this bullshit. Um, some of it doesn't stem from bullshit, like the cold therapy or psychedelics for some people. But what it does is it, um, it kind of saturates it, meaning it it really gives you the cliff notes for the abbreviated version of everything that you should really look into yourself. But, um, no, I guess you'll get it from the Netflix goop show. You'll get it from the brilliant mind of Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, someone commented, this is what decline looks like courtesy of a hundred years of feminism. Uh, I think, uh, I think feminism, you know how some people are like, um, no, you know, first wave feminism, I think that was good. It gave women the right to vote and all that. Um, women never wanted the right to vote. That was all started by men. Um, and which actually, man, this is, um, this is all kind of interlinking. This is all interlocking. This is all, this is all all this story, all the things I want to talk about. Are um are pretty uh on the same level. Let me move on from Goop. This brings me to a trailer I saw of a show called Mrs. America. It's a show on FX that's coming out soon, and Kate Blanchett stars. And um, I'm I I get why this was greenlit. Actually, I'm not surprised. None of nothing. None of anything in Hollywood surprises me anymore, but let's watch this trailer. I am not against women. I am not against women working outside the home. But what I am against is the women's liberation movement. Wait, so it this is, um, this is about... Frick, I forgot her name. Phyllis something, Shafley or something like that. And um, she was she was a woman in the 70s fighting the women's movement. And um, obviously, this show is going to present her as the antagonist. She's the evil one. And the whole time I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, um, yeah, what she's saying kind of makes sense to me. I, uh, I agree with her. If the show is flipped... And she was the protagonist. 
I actually probably would watch it. She's a good actress, Kate Blanchett. Let's keep watching. Tell us, Felicia. We need to get the word out quickly. We want the right to be a mother. The right to be a wife. The livers want to create a sex-neutral feminist totalitarian nightmare. Do you know what you're saying has no basis in fact? Our movement is about fighting the oppression of all women. We do not... Uh, yeah, no, everything, again, everything she said there makes total sense to me, and, um, I'm, w I'm with her. I'm, I'm definitely with her. Not with the lesbians. Because <laughs> that's basically what she was up against, it was a rabid lesbians. want housewives thinking that we are against them. We are against them. Revolutions are messy. How long are we supposed to wait? How much time do we give people to adapt to change? Or am I the only one who's so fucking tired of waiting? This fight is not about uh, equality. It's about power. And I'm just getting started. Uh, on the news, because, uh, you know what? When I have a show, you'll be able to see the videos. But here it was saying... um. They were carrying a. It was a banner that said "Woman Power," and then you could even look at the 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 like the Black Panthers and all that, and they would say "Black Power." Um, it's not exclusively to the white supremacy people, you guys. It's uh, this is just how people are when they express themselves in a combative way. We are a political movement, not a sorority. So now we're not going to have people we disagree with participate? We don't get to decide how the battle lines are drawn. When did you get so mean? I have let you run around this country with your cause. It's our cause. Did you really think there'd be no casualties? Yeah. This is what they're putting out. I uh, I was reading the comments and someone, uh, man, I hope I can find it because I'm scrolling right now on YouTube. Uh, I think someone was saying how um, relevant this was to today. Wait, let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, so what a cast and the balls to have a show that's critical of the more extreme. F oh, wait, someone actually thinks this is critical of the extreme feminists. Okay, so so the person that the person I guess it would agree with me, but I actually think that they're watching this trailer a little bit. They're missing the whole point of this. If if I'm wrong in this show, if Kate Blanchett's character is actually the protagonist, I would be shocked. This is, I mean, I don't know what trailer this person was watching, but this is um, this is this is totally against her and that person. I forgot what her name is. It Phyllis. Something I whatever I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Google anything while I'm talking to you guys. Whatever. Watch that trailer, Mrs. America, and uh, let me know what you think. But um, this is all connected. Everything I'm talking about here is connected. Um, you know what? Let's let's go into this controversy from from Twitter, where all controversies exist. Um, Jillian Michaels, the, she's, I think she's a lesbian gym lady and she was on those NBC shows, uh, OB, the biggest, uh, loser or something. If I'm right about that, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. So she draws criticism after commenting on Lizzo's body. We're not allowed to, we're not a call. We're not allowed to call a spade a spade. We're not allowed to say that person who's really obese is obese. What you're supposed to say is, oh my God, that person is is as beautiful is beautiful. You can't say as beautiful as a whale because that then implies that person is fat or obese. So you just have to say they're beautiful and lie. You just have to lie. Look, look, it's like the trans thing, right? Like you know that person standing over there is a dude. Clearly a dude. Like they're not even trying. They all they did was color that grew their hair out and colored it blue or something and they're like I'm a trans lady and we all have to pretend that that is a lady, even though 
We know that's a dude who didn't even try. There, there are trans people who try, and that person didn't even try. So she, uh, she got, she got heavy criticism, draws criticism after commenting on Lizzo's body, and the clip in question is, is <laughs> first of all, let me, um, let me, let me just to paint a picture. First of all, this is a, a BuzzFeed show. For some reason, BuzzFeed has a Twitter show. I don't even know what any of these things mean anymore. But BuzzFeed has a Twitter show, and it's called AM to DM. Someone someone got a raise for that name. And um, the person doing the interview, the host, her name is um, her name is Alex Berg. And she is a little bit overweight. I need to paint a picture for you. She's a little bit overweight. She dyed her hair orangey, like I guess like slightly darker than Halloween orange. So it's like reddish orange. And um, she did the thing where feminists, you know what feminists do, where they cut their bangs to, to kind of like middle of their forehead. And uh, feminism, it's all about making yourself ugly. Take take the femininity out of it. I mean, it's cute how they actually call it feminism because it's literally about not being female. And, um, and be a shitty version of a guy. So... Um, I got to paint the picture for you and her, um, let me read you her bio. I guess that's the best way. That's the best way to paint a picture for anyone nowadays. Co-host of AM to DM at BuzzFeed News. That's an oxymoron, BuzzFeed News, right? Journalist covering national news, woman and LGBTQ issues. I'm surprised she didn't add any of the other letters in that acronym. Uh Skater at blah, blah, blah. Oh, she she's a derby. She's she does the derby thing, which is not a real sport. Queer femme forever. She slash her. So you get the idea of what kind of person this is. It's a person that didn't have a dad, a person that was raised by a single mom. So let's watch this video. And that's that's drawing fire. That was trending for two days. It was such a big deal. That's trending for two days. You're not allowed to say Lizzo's fat. If Lizzo wasn't an obese black lady, she wouldn't be famous. How about that? That's the times we live in. celebrities like Lizzo or Ashley Graham who are really preaching self-acceptance. I love her music, yeah. 100%. I don't know anything about her. I'm sure she's a cool, awesome chick. Yeah, and I love that they're putting images out there that we normally don't get to see of bodies that we don't get to see being celebrated. And What does that mean, putting images out there? What does putting images out there mean? You can look at anything you want. It's the, There's the internet. You can look at anything you want. Do we really have to keep pushing this stuff? And then she says, um, let me go back a second celebrated they love using that word celebrated and then and then they'll usually usually word uh queer folk just to normalize it all they use folk folks to queer to, to, to normalize it all it's so crazy celebrate we need to celebrate the abnor abnor uh i can't say that word abnormalities yes that we need to celebrate uh dis disgusting bodies on uh, if you i don't know if it's still up but if you go on adidas.com it was a fat lady uh, no, be, her 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 gut was dripping out of her her tights. That's how fat she was. She was doing some yoga pose, and her gut was dripping out. Now, if her goal is to lose weight and she's buying Adidas, then great. She's at the gym. She's being active and all that. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate losing weight. But this lady, she's so accepting of obesity that um that it you just have to look at it as a good thing, right? Let's uh let's go back to celebrating whatever bullshit why are we celebrating her body why does it matter that's what i'm saying like why aren't we celebrating her music because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes well i want to i'm just being honest like i love her music like my kid loves her music but there's never a moment where i'm like and i'm so glad that she's uh, uh, overweight like why do we why do i even care well, why is it my job to care about her weight yeah, that was the clip. It was forty. So she's right. She's right. Jillian Michaels is right. And the lady, uh, the interviewer, she, where is she? Did she say something? There was like three links of this. Am I clicking? All right. Well, she said something, and I can't find it, and it's okay. But I'm gonna read you some of the angry things. Someone said, uh, more people die from complications of anorexia than any other mental illness. But sure, let's ask Lizzo 
let's ask for Lizzo's blood work. And I got 16,000 likes. Um, uh, you know, both things can be bad, right? It's not one or the other. Both can be bad. Extreme anorexia or bulimia and uh, obesity, both of those can be bad. It's not only one. People are so dumb. Uh, Lizzo spends... <laughs> this is I like this one a lot. Someone <laughs> someone said Lizzo spends hours every night singing and playing the flute <laughs> the flute during intensive dance cardio. Just admit that the only self worth you found for yourself is in your thinness, Jillian. Then go to therapy and do the work to love yourself. Um. Am I not wrong? Am I am I not right that all of this was a mistake? That social media was a mistake, but it wasn't even that. It was all gonna happen anyways. Like what I was saying earlier, everything from the past hundred years was a mistake. I think if we just stopped, you know, a, a couple weeks ago I said if we stopped in the eighties, no, 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 no. If we stopped in the nineteen twenties, I think I think that would have been great. Um, even I mean, even if you look at all of the the health problems we have today. The cancer, the obesity, the diabetes, all of these theme, things stem from modern, agri- modern agriculture, the supermarkets, the, 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 all the brands, the, the candies, the, everything like that. Do you want to know why the, the, the life expectancy was so low? It was because of infant, the infant mortality rate. Babies would die. That is what was making the rates so low. But if you survived the first two years of your life, which maybe that's all we needed to figure out. But if you su- survive the first two years of your life, your life expectancy shot up. It was around uh, 70 to 80 years, sometimes 100 years. But um, so, uh, yeah, actually, we celebrate Lizzo's body because she inhabits, she inhabits it with love and teaches us to do the same. I mean, look, as long as you love yourself, you brainwash yourself into loving yourself. Look, you're sick and dying when you're obese, but as long as you brainwash yourself into thinking that it's not happening, that you're not actually suffocating yourself from within, um, then you're going to be happy, right? She holds concerts that involves hours of singing, dancing, and athleticism in a body that society has long profited off hating. Profited off hating? Oh, because it's telling you to work out and stereotyping. Everybody deserves compassion and celebration. No, it doesn't. That's like saying everyone deserves to be respected. Like, no, you earn respect. You don't deserve anything. Compassion and celebration. What's the <laughs> it's this this buzzword? What does celebration mean? What is what does it mean that we have to celebrate it? Kind of like gay pride. Like, do we really have to celebrate every year for now months at a time that you have sex with another dude? Do we really have to celebrate? Um, that, why is that, how does that make you special? I should do a whole thing about gay people because I have a, I have a whole, um, theory that isn't my invention, but it's something I've been looking into. But do we really have to celebrate that? It it used to be we celebrated people's accomplishments, but now it's like you can be fat and we have to celebrate that. Like, oh, you're a fat black lady and you make subpar music. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me see if there's any other funny things. <laughs> so, some another person with the flute. Do let us know when you can twerk and play the flute at the same time, Jillian. Until then, shut your mouth. People are so threatened by someone else's opinion. I mean, even if she was wrong, even if this, if this person was wrong and being obese wasn't that bad, are you really threatened by that person? For having a different opinion? I mean, that's crazy to be threatened by that. Maybe you're threatened by that because deep down you know you're completely wrong and everything you believe in is not based in science but in feeling. Weird, right? Um, let me go to the last thing I want to talk about. Um, I guess I was going to do this. Oh, man, I haven't gotten to the other things, but we have like nine minutes left, and this one was kind of funny to me. So... um. I don't really talk about people running for president or politics specifically that much. It's more cultural politics. But Elizabeth Warren had a had an interesting thing. She her her um intern tweeted for her yesterday because you know that she's not tw- she doesn't even know what Twitter is. 
she's a 70 something year old teacher who um who basically is uh extremely condescending and uh i guess a bitch she tweeted uh you deserve better dump the guy who ghosted you convince the roommate how do you dump a guy who ghosted you if he ghosted you he, you're you're um whatever uh, convince the roommate to let you adopt a dog, and I'll take care of canceling your student loan debt. And it's linked to an article, but um, I guess I wrote, Elizabeth Millennial Intern must be going through some stuff. So um, what is this stuff that this person is going through? Let's go to the article. Um, it's an L. It's an L video. And it is uh, the, the headline is, Elizabeth Warren wants you to ditch that guy, get a dog, and vote to tax the wealthy. All of those things are the things that will lead you to happiness, isn't it? One, ditch that guy. Be single. I mean, forever. You'll um that's that's a way to be happy. You know, we're not social animals. We we don't derive actual pleasure from being with someone that we love and can share life with and build a family with. No. So ditch and then get a dog. <laughs> I've noticed a a big trend, especially being in Los Angeles, that women are trading having kids for um, raising a dog. And they use that term, raising. I mean, they say dog mom. They're raising a dog. Um, It's impossible to raise something that is in a perpetual state of being a dog. I mean, I guess you could raise a dog if it it magically, magically turned into a human and didn't die after 10 years, but... But uh, I'm pretty sure it that doesn't happen. I'm pr- 99% sure. And then, uh, obviously, the third thing to be happy is uh, vote to tax the wealthy. Not to become wealthy, but to punish those who have gotten wealthy. But um, let's uh, let's watch a little. It's an eight-minute video. We're not going to watch eight minutes. But let's watch um, Elizabeth Warren, Warren's plan for L Magazine. And I'm running for president of the United States. I'm here with L to solve your problems. Because if you haven't heard, I have a plan for that. Oh, I trust you. I've been... Okay, so this says... Um, I've, <laughs> I've been casually dating a guy for the past three months. Okay, that's the first mistake. And I'm, I'm going to give you a better advice than this Democratic whatever. Um, casually dating a guy for the past... Don't casually date anyone. Stop sleeping around. Don't casually date. You're giving the guy yourself for free. You're not making him work. Why would he even care about you if you're just sleeping with him? Casually dating means just sleeping and hanging out and uh, not building to, you know, make a future. You know what feminism has gone severely wrong is um, the whole sleeping around like guys thing. Your chastity as a woman is the most powerful thing you have. But not anymore because feminism killed it. So that it goes on to say, but now he's ghosting me. Well, I wonder why. Maybe it lies in your the beginning of the question, which is, I've been casually dating a guy. Maybe that is why he's ghosting you. Because you haven't given him any reason that to 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 show how um how amazing you are. You haven't showed you haven't uh, you haven't convinced him of that because you're sleeping around with him with no strings attached. Um, he won't return my texts, but he still looks at my Instagram stories. What do I do? What do? What do? Okay, let's see what this uh, genius has to say. I love the music. Give him up. You're too good for him. If he wants to go silent, let him go. He is not the one for you. Guys who do that, uh-uh. That's it. That was it. That was the that was the advice. That's the obvious it, that's the obvious answer. That look, this is this is exactly what a therapist would say. Because they don't care about you. You're asking some random lady, a politician for advice. You wrote this on L. You you submitted your question to L magazine because you have no one else to turn to and you don't know how to have how how to have introspective thought and 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 you don't you you know the answer deep down the answer deep down is what i said stop sleeping around she said dump him go on to the next guy 
Yeah, but stop sleeping around. Stop acting like a man. The next question is, I really want a dog, but my roommate isn't into the idea. Let's, let's... How do I convince her? specific dog. You gotta move from the general dog where she's thinking, oh, dog hair and smells funny and, you know, licks on you and stuff like that. And get her to go with you, uh, maybe to a shelter. And talk about, well, if you were gonna, which one do you want? Oh, look at that one. What would you name? Make it specific. And you'll have a roommate who'll be into a dog. No! Stop wanting to get a dog you know when you should get a dog is after you have kids and then you have to teach them about death life and death and, and responsibility of taking care of the dog that's the only time you should get a dog stop getting a dog when you should be looking for a guy to make a family with your roommate is right don't get a dog make a baby with someone you're gonna marry build a future dog dog mom uh, the next question is, I'm a few years out of college and I have a ton of student loans. But between moving and my entry level salary, I've cracked up a lot of credit card, racked up a lot of credit card debt. Um, you're asking a Democrat for this kind of advice. Uh, she is one of the reasons why you have student loan debt. Um, student loans only exist because of democratic policies, you idiot. And you're asking one who got you there for advice. That's like, um, that's like. That's like I'm bad at coming up with analogies and I can't think of one. That's what it's like. Which should I try and pay off first? Uh, I'm going to skip this one because I don't have that much time left on this podcast. She's going to say some bullshit. And then um, next question is, I try to keep up with all the news, but it makes me so angry and sad and helpless. How do I stay educated but also sane? Well, obviously you have to watch MSNBC, right? What is she going to say? made it about her she made it about voting for her i should have seen that coming let's let's move on let's move on uh i feel like i always look so awkward in photos any tips for making the perfect self taking the perfect selfie uh my response is stop taking selfies what is what does this genius have to say i keep calling her genius I don't think you can hear this. I'm just listening to her answer. She's like a greeting card. That's literally what she's like. Um, Disingenuous greeting card. I'm heading home for the holidays, and I don't see eye-to-eye politically with my family. How do I keep our conversation civil but not feel like I'm hiding my beliefs? This is It's so weird how people's politics have become their total image, like that they have to talk about it. And have to talk about their beliefs. You know, it used to be considered impolite to talk about politics or religion. Maybe there used to be other things to talk about. And we're all so um, unimpressive that, again, this is another thing to make us, uh, to, ma- to craft our identity. It's our politics. And, uh, yeah, but maybe that's like how I am. But may- maybe I'm not confronting it. And maybe I'm a hypocrite. Let's go on to the next question. I've been increasingly worried about access to abortion in the United States. Should I go ahead and get an IUD as soon as possible? Stop sleeping around. Don't let guys finish in you. Oh, God. It's going to be some pro-abortion bullshit. Um, let's see what the next thing is. You know what? She sucks. I realized a week late that I forgot to wish my BFF a happy birthday. How do I make it up to her? Oh, my God. Skipping that one. What's the best way to get involved in political process, especially if I've ever never volunteered before? I hate everyone. 
All right, you know what? Is that it? Yeah, that is it. Okay. Uh, imagine, imagine if you uh, needed to ask Elizabeth Warren a question on L.com. Imagine if that was you. That'd be very sad. That is the podcast, you guys. That is Sadcast episode 81. Here's a song, I Love You. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.